is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline, and we are back talking about movement for the next few episodes. Today, we're going to talk about physical therapy. Um, see you. Uh, if you are a new runner or you're someone that's thinking about starting out with running this spring and you're listening to this episode, you're in a great spot um, because I'm going to help you and save you thousands and thousands of dollars and lots of pain. If you are a current runner or you're in hibernation mode because the polar vortex is by you as well, um, and you haven't been doing physical therapy, you do a lot of running, you start and stop running plans, but you don't do physical therapy, you don't do stretches to take care of your knee and your glutes and your hips, we're going to talk more about that. And you might be someone who just has some sort of injury, some sort of chronic pain or something that pops up every year. Um, and maybe you've gone to see a physical therapist, but you're not actually doing your physical therapy exercises. Okay. So why I want to start with this, because if we, we need to take care of our body, like we just have to take care of our body and running is great and exercise is great, but we want to make sure that we're not causing more harm than good. Um, so a little background, um, I I've talked about it at a podcast before, but like I needed to go to physical therapy and I had gone to physical therapy in Atlanta and had pages and pages of physical therapy exercises that I was supposed to be doing to take care of my body. And I think I did the exercises like once or twice. And then our life kind of, I mean, like we got married and then we moved and we went on a road trip and like all of these things happened um, that kind of just like, oof, life is not not uh, smooth right now. It's not smooth sailing. A lot of the good and perfect things that were happening in our life, but like I was not doing things to take care of my body. I was not following through on the physical therapy exercises that I got. And I remember, um, I remember being at a class at my run studio, which is kind of like a, a spin class. There's like a bunch of treadmills. And I remember being there and like my knee and my hip hurt and the instructor was like, hey, like what's going on? Like, and I was like, I know I should be doing my physical therapy exercises, but I'm not. And he was like, hey, you know, the person next to you is actually a physical therapist. And I was like, I have them, but I don't do them. And she kind of made a face and I kind of like understood that I'm not the only one that doesn't do their physical therapy exercises. You got a printout of all of these things that you're supposed to go do, but you never really figure out like, how do you fit this into your life? How do you fit this into your day so that you're actually consistently doing them? Um, And then what happens is you don't do them. And then you go back there and you spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars for someone to hold your hand to do them. Um, And then it was, it was really, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed and I felt a lot of shame. I felt like I'm a bad person because I can't get my life together. But the truth is like, I was at that point in my life, like I was struggling to do anything. I was struggling to get anything together. So that shame and embarrassment that I felt, it's like, I think a lot of, a lot of people feel that way when it comes to exercise and moving their body, they feel shame that they haven't been doing it consistently. And that shame just kind of keeps them in in the same place. Um, They don't continue on doing, doing anything. Um, and then it just kind of becomes a part of their story and they never get to that place where they are moving their body. So if that's where you're at, um, I want to let you know that you're, it's okay. Um, you're not a bad person. Shame, Brene Brown's definition. Shame is I am a bad person. Guilt is I did a bad thing. That's it. Guilt. (laughs) You did a bad thing. You didn't follow through on anything. You're not a bad person. Guilt can actually help us. We've talked about that in uh, past episodes. So some guilt, guilt can actually help you change the actions that you take. Um, 
And I'm going to give you my system for actually doing your physical therapy exercises at home. Again, if you're a new runner, you're someone contemplating running, I highly suggest using these exercises. Granted, I am not a physical therapist and you do need to consult, you know, if you, if you're unsure of this, this is not medical advice. You still have to like, listen to your body and reach out to a professional, but being proactive about this can save you hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars and a lot of pain and a lot of stress uh, that comes from not being able to move your body. So my system for self-care, my system to get shit done, to GSD, my system for physical therapy. Um, So when you go, (laughs) they give you like 10 sheets of paper with all of these different exercises on them. And when I would look at those exercises, I kind of just never knew like, well, when am I, like, when am I going to actually do this? Like that never popped in my head to like actually plan in my day when it was going to happen. It was just like, I took the exercises and they were also like, here's your login information to log on to our portal so that you can see all of the, all of these, um, all of these movements. And maybe there are some people that are really good students and they follow their teacher's directions and they go and do that. I never did that. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Like I'm going to go rush off to the other things that are happening in my life and put out fires. So the first thing that we want to do is we want to make sure that you have a time and a place in your day that you are going to do your physical therapy exercises. What does this do? So we've talked about moving away from pain, moving closer to pleasure. This reduces uncertainty. If you know exactly where in your day, when in your day you are going to do this stuff, these work, this work, and you know where, then you will actually do it. It reduces uncertainty. There's no questioning at the end of the night, like, am I going to or am I not? If you're like, nope, I do it in the morning, that's going to reduce uncertainty. That's going to move you closer towards certainty, and you're going to feel good, not gross, at the end of the day because you accomplished something. My suggestion is do it in the morning. Once you start your work day or once you start interacting with your kids or you open your phone and you open your email and you open Instagram, once you start opening your day to other people and other things, they are going to pull at your time. And by the end of the night, your your tank is going to be empty. It's like our, our smartphones, right? Beginning of the day, they're on full battery. By the end of the evening, they're at zero. Same thing for you. At the beginning of the day, you are full. Do it first thing because it's important and it's not going to take a long time. It's going to give you a high return um, on investment, a high return, high benefit. Okay. So we've reduced uncertainty. You're going to do it in the morning. Let's reduce reduce some overwhelm. I felt really overwhelmed with all of these sheets of paper. That sounds silly. Like now that I look back, it's like, okay, well, there were like four exercises on a sheet of paper. I don't know because my life was really overwhelming and I felt like there were so many things to do and I didn't have structure and I didn't like, it just felt like, oh my gosh, another thing that I have to do that I'm probably not going to do. And it's just more evidence that I'm a sucky person who can't stick to anything. Oh my gosh, I have to go onto this portal like, it felt really overwhelming. I got to, like, go on. Like, it sounds, again, silly. I got to go on to this thing, and I got to go view another video. It's, like, so much. I'm using technology so much. I want to reduce overwhelm, and I also want it to be something that I can do wherever I go. So if my internet is down or my computer is not charged, whatever, I actually know how what to do. So what I did to reduce overwhelm, move away from that pain, move, move closer to pleasure, um, 
I don't know, can you ever be underwhelmed? Maybe in Europe, um, but just regular whelm, <laughs> just just okay. To reduce overwhelm and just feel normal and it be ease, be at ease and it feel easy. I took all of the exercises and I wrote them on one sheet of paper. Um, I will put a uh, picture of this in the um, show notes so you can see it if you're listening to the podcast. What this did was, um, well, I put it on a bright sheet of paper, not just any white sheet of paper. I wanted it to be bright. So I, oh, where's, you know, where are my physical therapy exercises? Ah, they're right there on this sheet of paper. Didn't put them on my phone. So there's no temptation to go to Instagram or go to Facebook from my phone. It's just on a sheet of paper. Anytime I can do things on paper instead of tech, I'm actually going to do that. It's going to, I, I, there's no temptation to just click over and go do something else. I'll actually stay focused on this. So reduce overall. I just went through and I wrote down all of the exercises. So physical therapy exercises, monster walks, sidewalks, bridge, clamps, standing hip hike, uh, side plank on knees. I went through and I wrote all of them. And then the next thing, reduce boredom. <sighs> physical therapy, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of exercise, a lot of the exercises that ha- um, can give you a lot of benefit, just lifting weights it can be really boring. It can be really boring because you're just picking up heavy things and putting them down. And one of the ways that we can reduce boredom and increase pleasure, um, increase the fun is playing music that you like. So this, my list of exercises is needed to get done, but I want to make sure that I actually get them done. So maybe I don't like doing these exercises, but I do like listening to music first thing in the morning, or I do like listening to a podcast that I want to listen to. That's actually how I learned to run long distance was by listening to the serial podcast, listening to This American Life. Maybe you have started running while listening to the Actually You Are a Real Runner podcast. It gets you going. You might not actually want to do the activity, but you want to uh, listen to that music or to that podcast. So I reduce boredom by um, listening to music while I'm going to do these exercises. Um, I want to increase my focus. So uh, decrease my unfocus, increase my focus. How do I make sure that I'm actually going to focus on the thing that I'm doing? I would set a uh, an interval on my watch or uh, like a one minute timer. And I, like I would just go to the timer thing and click that. If you don't have a timer on your watch, you can, um, I don't know if you have, I mean, everyone has YouTube. You can go to YouTube and you can just type in one minute timer or 30 second timer or 45 second timer. And I just went one minute and then I would do the exercises and then go to the next one and the next one. And I would do that for 15 minutes. That's it. 15 minutes, not 45 minutes. I think knowing that I only needed to stay focused for 15 minutes. Well, like once I set the time, it was like, okay, Jacqueline, you can do this. You can focus your brain for 15 minutes. You're in your thirties. Um, you're not a two-year-old, you can focus for 15 minutes. And uh, doing this, focusing for 15 minutes, again, it like freed up that anxiety of like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to do this? It freed up that overwhelm. Um, It just helps me focus. You only have to do this for 15 minutes. I think there was just something about seeing all of the worksheets. There was like this unknown, like, is this going to take 45 minutes? Is this going to take 90 minutes? How long am I supposed to be here? You know, when I go to physical therapy, um, in the clinic, I'm there for an hour. Am I supposed to be spending an hour? Like it just, you're doing it for 15 minutes. That's it. 
Um, it, I don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if there's 18 million exercises that they want you to do. You will actually follow through and you will actually do your physical therapy exercises if you just set that um, you have to do them for 15 minutes. Okay. The last thing is uh, increasing satisfaction. So I wanted to increase satisfaction because um, this can, you know, doing these exercises, it takes a while. It takes a little bit of time. It takes not time is not the right word. It takes reps. It takes showing up over and over and over and over and over again, a lot of repetition before they start to really make a difference before your body starts to get stronger. And that, um, a lot of people feel unsatisfied because we are a, um, you know, we are a quick results kind of society. That's just part of, you know, being in the modern world, we think that, you know, things should come very easily. Things should come very quickly. Um, in the book, The Compound Effect, he talks about the microwave mentality. We're so used to taking something, putting in the box for three minutes and it being done, it being completely done. Well, no, <laughs> it's not completely done after three minutes. You have to keep showing up. So one of the ways that I increased my satisfaction with myself and, you know, uh, trust, I would also say like trust, um, trusting the process, showing up, increasing the trust that I was going to continue on with this was filling, coloring in the 365 habit tracker. Um, so it was just like, boop, you don't, you did it, you're done. Um, and tomorrow you're going to show up again and you're going to show up again. And so it just, it helps increase the likelihood that you're going to repeat the process and you're not going to just say, peace out. I, you know, I did this one time and I'm not going to do this again. So are you actually doing your physical therapy exercises at, exercises at home? If you are not use my system to get shit done, put that thing in your morning, Write it out on a sheet of paper so you know exactly what you're supposed to do. Add some music, set a time limit, set, um, maybe use intervals, and then color the 365 habit tracker. And now this is, you know, the system that I just talked about, this is something you can use for anything. You can use this for running. So um, before you start running, I would suggest you doing these exercises so that you don't end up in a physical therapy office where you have to pay hundreds and thousands of dollars, but be proactive about doing this. I think that that was one of the things, you know, when you look at a lot of running plans, couch to 5k, it's just like, oh, cool, I'm going to start running. And it's like, what if we're like, oh, cool, I'm going to start making sure that my body is strong and then I'm going to add running in slowly. What if we do that? Um, But you can use this system. You can, okay, cool. I'm going to set a time in my day when I'm going to do it. I am going to write it out on a sheet of paper so I know exactly what I'm going to do and there's no questions. And I don't have to consult with a computer or a bunch of different sheets of paper of what I'm supposed to be doing. It's just there on this single sheet of paper. You know what you're going to do. Play some music or a podcast, short amount of time, and use a 365 habit tracker. I use this system that I just described for anytime I am about to start a new habit, anytime that I'm trying to, or anytime that I want to get myself to keep doing a new habit, I consult this system. Sometimes you just switch it up a little bit, but basically this is what it looks like. Um, so yeah, I hope that that helps you. Um, you know, I've been talking about the seven minute self-care session. I'm really excited on, let's see, let me check the dates. February 22nd, so that is next Monday, self-care session school will start. So self-care session school is a five-day challenge. We're going to meet on Facebook in the Facebook group or via email. (laughs) I open it up for both. If you don't have social media, you can uh, do this via email instead. 
During the self-care session school, we are going to solve the problem of not showing up for yourself. So many people, especially right now, it's, what are we, like almost a year into the pandemic, it's cold and gross outside. It's like this every year. Spring seems so far away. It feels really easy to hibernate and not do anything. But then in a couple of weeks, you're going to be scrambling. Oh my gosh, I need to do something for myself because I'm supposed to be outside and I'm supposed to be wearing different clothes. I guess I should like eat 1200 calories. No, I don't want that for you. I don't want that for you. I want you to start up small, really, like right now and start showing up for yourself and start being the person who shows up consistently for themselves. So during self-care session school, it's again, again it's a five-day challenge. I'm going to show you how to show up for yourself. I'm going to be there as accountability for you. I'm going to be there for you when, if and when you mess up and help you with those self-defeating thoughts. So again, self-care session school, it starts February 22nd. You can click the link below to join self-care session school. Um, You'll get a link to the Facebook group and you'll also get uh, the content for the challenge so you know what's up. So again, click to join self-care session school. We start February, Monday, February 22nd. All right, everyone, take care. I will see you in the next episode. Bye. 